Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the IME Podcast. My name is Dominic Kilworth, athlete, personal trainer, business owner, and personal development enthusiast. I'm joined alongside with Jackson Tippett, who is also a personal trainer, influencer, and fitness model. Together, we are your host of this podcast, where with each episode, we'll bring you an inspiring message or person to help you live your best life. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Now, let's get into it. What's up, podcast listeners? Welcome back again. We are up to episode 68. Um, it is flying through and as I keep saying, the guests just keep getting better and better. And um, this one, I've had no other like it on here before. So this is a very interesting story that is going to be um, shared by the young Jake. Um, Jake is 28 years of age. Um, we've connected through social media and I thought he had an amazing story to tell and um, very inspiring Um towards me by what he's overcome. So he's fought cancer. Um, he's survived it. He's also overcome a major motorcycle accident um, and he lives and breathes to tell the story here today. Welcome aboard, Jake. G'day, Jackson. How you doing? <clears throat> really- sorry. sorry, everyone. I've got a bit of a um, Batman voice from, from, from now on. So yeah. Hey, Jackson. How you doing, mate? Man, you still sound good. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm really stoked to have you on board. Hey. Thank you. I'm stoked to be here. Do you want to just um, tell everyone just a little, just rough, just a little insight about you and Jake? Me and Jake? Yeah. Um, well, hey, guys. Um, yeah, like you said, I'm 28 years old. Um, <clears throat> had a pretty interesting upbringing, I guess. I had, um, yeah, a few challenges to kind of overcome as a, you know, 10-year-old 10 10 through my teens. I had some stuff with a stepdad and whatever that, kind of helped me build a bit of a resilience from the get-go and I won't go into detail here, but yeah, that was, um, those were, those were challenging years as a young boy. And then, um, <clears throat> found myself working as a, as a chef for most of my, most of my kind of younger twenties. And then I had a bit of a blowout of my knees. They were, they were, they were no good. And yeah, in my early twenties, I was just kind of writing myself off a bit too much, to be honest. Um, probably just because of, some mental battles I was having at the time. And um, yeah, one thing led to another and ended up uh, finding myself in the fitness industry. Um, I guess I kind of worked through all my shit a little bit, I thought, and um, yeah, got a job selling memberships at a gym. And then I got a bit jealous of all the PTs kind of on the gym floor and uh, yeah, ended up um, flagging off the sales thing and, becoming a personal trainer and yeah, I was doing that for about four years or so. And then, um, and then some shit went down, which is kind of what Jax has got me on here to talk about is, um, is that shit. So. Yeah, man, absolutely. Let's get right into it. Why not? Um, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about your motorcycle accident to start with and, um, how that came about? Yeah. So, <clears throat> I was on my way home from work and uh, finished up with clients for the day. And um, yeah, I was just riding the bus lane because you're allowed to do that when you're when you're on a bike. And uh, the traffic was kind of slowing down in the middle. So there was three lanes, a bus lane and two other lanes. <clears throat> and the, um, the other two lanes were quite congested and someone had clearly just gotten the shits with the traffic and decided to make a quick 
quick hook turn into a side street to to get out of it and um, not checked her mirrors and not indicated and yeah just went in front of me and um, I was going about 60 odd k's an hour and mate, I just smashed into a bloody door I had like two seconds to think about it if I if I went left I would have you know gone up the gutter and into a house and if I went right probably just would, I would have crashed it like yeah there was there was no other option but to just fucking go straight into her and um yeah that was the um that's what happened with the crash I um I got knocked unconscious I woke up I think they said about 10 minutes later with this big crowd of people around me like trying to ask um yeah I woke up and I, I was like fucking hit with adrenaline like oh get up and like shake it off and luckily there was a there was a nurse on the scene and she kind of helped hold me down and encourage others to do the same and uh, yeah, the ambos rocked up and um, yeah, I kind of thought I was sweet, to be honest. And um, yeah, I took that. my phone out and took, took a bit of a selfie in the back of the ambulance because I've always used my phone to as a marketing tool for my um, personal training business and whatever I'm up, I'm up to. I don't have like a separate personal account to, to business training account like some people do. I just, it's all me like. And so, um, yeah, I kind of just kind of videoed my a funny little moment in the back of an ambo thinking this is pretty wild. And then, yeah. Um, I just want to stop you there for a second. So when you were back in the ambulance, yeah. you, you had, you thought you were just fine. You just had an accident. Yeah, well, I knew, I knew what, I knew it hurt myself. Yeah. I knew there was going to be some kind of damage, but at that time I, I didn't realize the severity of it all. No way. No. Yeah, wow. That's crazy, man. I, I thought it was a bit of a yeah, a bit of a laugh really at the time. Maybe it was maybe they gave me a green whistle or something. I can't remember to be honest. Yeah. And do you want but, to um, everyone yeah. what progressed from there? Um, so it turned out that um so it's pretty much just completely smooshed many bones in the right side of my body. So my right foot just got, you know, smooshed good. I was probably not wearing the best boots for riding because yeah, I just used to, you know, be a trainer so I was wearing sneakers um so that was dumb anyone listening on a bike don't wear sneakers your foot might get smooshed yeah. if you stack it um I was I was wearing the proper jacket and a really good helmet um which you know probably saved my life um I ended up even though I was wearing a good good jacket breaking a few ribs and um my right lung collapsed and um my spine broke in four different places but the um most severe break I had was it's called a hangman fracture, which is in C2. So just, just below the, just below your head. Um, there's, you've got C1, which works as like a little swivel on top of uh, what's called the odontoid peg on C2. Uh, it's a bit complicated to explain properly, but I basically cracked my um, odontoid peg all the way through and um, thank, thank heavens it, it didn't shift and move because that's, that's called a hangman fracture. That's, you know, if someone was to get hung, then they, um, that, that the odontoid peg breaks and that pushes into your brainstem and essentially you're paralyzed for a couple of moments before you just fucking die. Um, yeah. So found out I did that man, which was yeah pretty scary shit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, um, and then what was like, not this is another part that people don't know about so this has just been one thing that's happened but then now it's somehow progressed to cancer i'm still not fully informative um by it all but do you want to tell people how this actually happened or yeah it's crazy man um so basically i wore this fucking big robot neck brace around it's called a miami collar stops you from moving your head at all 
um, and got around on an e-scooter for a good part of six months. Um, yeah, the uh, and then the doctors when I went to go get the neck brace off, I, mate, the whole the whole way through, I'm just itching to get back to work, back to PT, and like I'm 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 just used to being kind of the provider for the house, and to go from you know being that to being like you know just had to being taken care of basically and just not really capable of much. It was fucking really emasculating, you know, and really tough time. So I was really excited for this um, neck brace to get taken off. And then, um, yeah, went to get it taken off and and they said, oh, unfortunately you see one and two and are no longer stable. So we're probably going to have to do a spinal fusion um, before we, so this is six months after the accident. They're like, we're going to operate again now and you go through a whole recovery process again. Um, before we decide whether we do that or not, we're going to like scan the shit out of your neck and basically, yeah, just x-rays, x-rays, x-rays. And um, there was like this one I had to go out to Western Sydney for and they basically kind of strap you down and get your head to move very slowly and they just blast you with... Um, yeah, to get as many images as they can. And yeah, t- turns out I needed to get a spinal fusion. So I got C1 and 2 fused. So that was, that's, that's part of the story. Um, but I recovered from that, got, um, got back to work. I was at work for maybe three months and I noticed my voice was just getting a bit husky. And um, yeah, one thing led to another. It wasn't getting better. And I went to an ENT specialist, Eno's throat. And they, um, they had a look, noticed some lumps, kind of told me it was probably nodules from not really using your voice over the last year of, you know, being in recovery from this bloody bike crash. Um, kind of cut them out and did a biopsy, like biopsy while they did, while they did it. And uh, yeah, it actually came back as positive for, for cancer, which kind of blew us all away. And um, yeah, so, so, so begins me having throat cancer, um, which was, yeah, pretty fucking hard news to hear after i'd just you know gone through what had gone through but that's i know man like i've um you know i've got i've got a lot of people in my life that i feel like i need to you know kind of put put this front on of um being tough and resilient and um and that's kind of what i've done the whole way through and um you know always been proactive on my social media about you know things i'm doing for my rehab and when it when it turned into a cancer thing um it, it became all about that. And at, at first I, I, um, I had the option to either get a radiation and he said, mate, potentially with radiation, you've got some pretty nasty side effects like your teeth rotting and ulcers in your mouth. And, but it would be gent- more gentle on your, on your, on your voice and your throat than if we were to operate. But if we operate and we cut it all out and it's successful, then you'll get a much quicker um, return back to work. So naturally I went for the operation first and uh, yeah, did the operation couldn't talk for quite a few weeks at all really. And um, cause they, you know, like if you got uh, like a skin cancer, they don't just like gently cut out the skin cancer. They, they fucking get in there and scoop the whole thing out in your larynx, which is what, what I have laryngeal had laryngeal cancer. Um, yeah. So they just went in there and chopped it up, mate. It was pretty hardcore. Um, yeah. And um, about six months later after that, after the operation, I, I, I was going in for monthly checkups and um, yeah, I got hit, we hit with some fucking really bad news that it had, it had grown back the uh, operate the operation ended up being unsuccessful and 
this is all kind of happening while COVID kind of hit. So, you know, as shitty as COVID is, it was kind of nice because everyone else had to kind of take a step back. Yeah. When I, when I was unable to work and feeling like fucking pretty shit, to be honest, man. And um, yeah, it was kind of nice. Everyone felt, it felt like everyone was on my level a little bit more, you know, not being able to do much. And um, yeah, had cancer, man. Um, I did. I did end up trying a bunch of kind of holistic, less, uh, less, you know, more, more uh, alternative therapies because kind of that's what I'm into. I'm relatively plant-based in my diet and uh, yeah, just um, I'm into alternative healing. Like, so I did like a, I did three week, three week, um, it's two weeks on just juice and then a whole week to drinking nothing but water in the hope that, you know, that would fix it and all these expensive vitamin C infusions and yeah, it just didn't really work. So I ended up having to go with the, um, with the radiotherapy and um, that was probably like, even after having like a spinal fusion and shit, literally radiotherapy on your, on your throat is fucked. Like you just, yeah, it got to a point where I couldn't swallow anything or even, even drinking water was just felt like, fucking getting stabbed in the throat every every time i tried to swallow something because you know the target is the larynx um but the radiation essentially just hits everything in that area so all my esophagus and stuff if you guys ever check out my instagram it's um it's all in there in my in my highlights reel um it got pretty ugly there for a while and you know i was coughing up bits of blood and skin and shit from the inside of my mouth and yeah it was it's pretty fucked, but um, yeah, lo and behold, like two months later, after radiation had finished, I went back in for a checkup, and yeah, once again, the um, the Western approach had worked for now, and he said, mate, it doesn't look like it's there. I'm kind of going to declare you're in remission. So yeah, that was um, that was about two months ago now, I think. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a fucking wild couple of years, man. Um, yeah, man. Like, like life yeah. just gave you a whole new challenge um, with like probably the biggest thing I've ever heard. You know, cancer, like everyone's worst nightmare. Um, yeah. I can't imagine what you went through. I've been through some shit in my life, but that seems pretty daunting. So, how do yeah. you actually t- tell people? How do you get through that? Like, obviously, there's depression um there's mental issues um all of that that comes along with it thinking you're not good enough you won't make it um how do you overcome that man or i know you're still overcoming it but what's some guidance to help people out there tips and tricks to just fucking keep your head above water fuck um mate like i kind of said at the start of the podcast i did have some pretty rough shit happen to me as a young teen and i as much as that sucks and everything that is bad that happens to people sucks at the time. It kind of creates patterns in our brain and creates your map of the world and how to navigate through it safely. And I think I learned from a real young age to kind of block out a lot of the emotional spectrum as a human being, you know, you've got happiness, fuck anger, sadness, you know, all, all, all the feelings that we're capable of, as a human and um yeah i think fear and like grieving and sadness really just got blocked out for me so a coping mechanism for me was something that has been in my brain for a long time which is just don't express that grief and i don't now that i ramble about it i guess it brings me to my next point that 
you know, as good as those coping mechanisms can be, they're not a very good forever mechanism because that just made me bottle up that shit that I should have been letting out. Like, you know, I should have had more talking to people and um, I've now got a psychologist kind of helping me learn more about psychology and different ways you can cope other than bottling your shit up and pretending you're fine. Um, so I'm having a bit of a ramble, but I think people can relate to that. hundred um, percent. But uh, yeah, I, I guess what I've really kind of learned is um, giving myself empathy for those tools that I used to use. Like, even though they're not perfect, you know, they serve me at the time and you can't be too hard on yourself for whatever you've done in the past to get by, because, you know, that's, that's fucking smart stuff that your brain has come up with to, to get around pain. Um, but sometimes I guess once, once you're kind of not right in the middle of the moment of the pain and it's just kind of lingering depression and you want to snap out of that, um, fuck, there's so many resources and, and, and people you can go see and, groups on Facebook that might be going through the same shit that you can kind of join up and just, you know, have a chat with online. Um, I know for me personally, um, seeing a psychologist was, was a huge help, man. Um, and I'm not a psychologist myself, so I can't sit here and kind of regurgitate what, what they have told me. Yeah. But here in, here in, here in Australia, all you have to do, mate, is go to the doctors, tell them you're feeling down. They give you a little questionnaire to fill out and boom, you get 10 free sessions with a psych put it all out on the table so you can start to organize it, label things, identify why you're feeling a certain way. And um, yeah, just unravel shit. Like I, the, the, the last couple of years of shit that I've endured has brought up a lot of other shit from further back. And um, yeah, like I said, like I realize now through therapy that my coping mechanisms have carried me all this way um, and they have been helpful, but, you know, they're not useful forever. It's not good to bottle up forever because, you know, at one, at one stage of the journey, I fucking, I was pretty suicidal and I won't go into it, but. Yeah, I was just, uh, that was just going to bring me to my next topic. Did you, obviously, yeah. did you have any suicidal thoughts um, during this um, pandemic? Uh, yeah. And Pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> during, during my own personal pandemic, yeah. mate, I, I've, um. I've dealt with suicidal thoughts my whole life, if I'm being frank. Um, what what reached you not to get to that that suicidal point? Um, h- how do you stop that? How do you stop yeah. that? That's a great question. For, for me, um, I, number one, try not to get, let it get to that stage. Yeah. You know, go go do that other point I said, which is, you know, go speak to your, your, do- your doctor's not going to fucking judge you. And go speak to a psych about your shit. And, you know, if if they decide that, you know, it's best to get medicated and put a little bit of a Band-Aid over your wound for, for it to heal for a while, that might be a, a really important step. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I kind of went on this big long-term cleanse, if you will. And part of that cleanse was me getting off my antidepressants and whatever so I could kind of yeah, process my shit more. But, you know, it wasn't the right time for me to get off my antidepressants and... Yeah, I um when when kind of shit hit the fan again, I yeah, relapsed into my deep dark depression, which yeah, and ended me standing at the end of the cliff and thinking about that type of shit. And yeah, wow. Bawling my eyes out for us, just, I sat there on the edge and just fucking bawled my eyes out. To be honest, mate, for a good hour or so, let it all out, and um, 
throughout that hour, you know, it, it, you know, I kind of, you know, considered just, it'd be very easy to do that. But, um, you know, that doesn't fix anything. It just passes on that pain to all of the other people that you love. It kind of magnifies it even more. So I think one thing that stopped, the main thing that stopped me was knowing how many people I'd hurt if I did that, you know, it doesn't, doesn't serve the world. Um, and yeah, just knowing that, you know, I've got a fucking roof over my head and a few people around that love me dearly and that's all you need in this world. And um, yeah, just pull myself fucking out of it, man, to be honest. And yeah, I think that's one of the big things that got me through. Um, you know, obviously I suffered a lot of um, drug problems and steroids and um, all that kind of stuff. And when yeah. all my family and friends and my relationship mainly affected by that, um, I think that was the main trigger to actually drove me out of it and um yeah i don't want to see them sad or lose them or whatever yeah like you don't think all these things add up but man as you just said like a house over your head family a girlfriend i know you've got a good girlfriend and you know what i mean like there's some really good things that you can look forward to do you know what i mean uh yeah and a lot of people just take them for granted so yeah you don't see them at the time you know when you're in that I call it the pity pit. I think I, I think I saw a um, presentation on this thing called the pit once in um, in sales training, and it was about it was an emotional thing. It was really cool. I'll, I'll tell you, listeners. It's, so if you're you know on level land and doing well, and you know taking the steps towards success, that's all good. But sometimes we fall into this pity pit, and it's kind of this place where nothing gets done, and we sit there and we're depressed and we feel like shit. But you know we kind of make our pits little bit more comfortable with things that we like like i don't know it might be food it might be gaming it might be drugs and alcohol it might be you know fucking going out and have having a route with whoever you can and you know just kind of masking you know the fact that you're sitting in a shitty little pit and you don't really you haven't addressed your issues um or, or maybe your pit's just like you're having a bad day you know it doesn't have to be that far i guess um but I have really bad days sometimes still. And what I've come to realize is that, you know, that's fucking normal. And, you know, on Instagram and stuff, especially like we see all these highlight reels of these fucking people just living their best lives. And, you know, I'm, I'm a culprit as well, putting filters on things and making things look pretty. And, you know, that's not real life. And, you know, if you get, if you compare yourself too much to that type of thing and, whatever other issues are coming up, you can fucking get really sad, you know, and it's okay to be sad. Um, just don't be sad forever, you know, give you, allow yourself, allow, I think what I'm trying to get at is that it's normal to feel like shit sometimes and you shouldn't push it away. I think it's okay to feel like shit and you can allow that feeling to encompass your whole body. And for me, I get really angry at shit. So I'll punch a wall or something like that. Like I got cement walls and, it's my hand that gets hurt and not the wall but um you know I'll, t I'll i'll notice when i'm heated up like this i don't try and bottle it up anymore i'll allow myself to like fucking scream or yell and i'll take a walk and do some breathing and wear myself out of the gym or something and you know and the feeling will pass naturally if you just kind of let it if you try and like shove it away it's never going to go away it's a way, it's a part of us. We're humans. That's it. Emotions are just messages to try and push us in a, a better direction. So yeah, I think getting better at, um, 
listening listening to your thoughts and kind of you know stepping stepping back when you're ready and having having a little bit more constructive um, criticism to the way you're thinking rather than just dwelling in the emotion that that thought is bringing if that makes sense. Absolutely, man. Um, I definitely want to get you back on here for another episode just to, you know, go more in detail. But uh, mm. I just want to know, like, what's what's on the rise for you now? Um, obviously, you probably just want to relax. You've overcome so much. But what, yeah. what, you know, I know you've got goals. I've been talking to you. What, what's on the rise for Jake now? And do you want to do anything out of this in terms of motivational speaking, helping others, stuff like that? Um. Yes and no. I'm trying to work that out. Um, as I said, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a special person that can educate people in motivation. You know, you, you see a big motivational figures with 6 million followers and, you know, you look at that and you're like, fuck, I can't be that. But then I also sit here and think, well, fuck, why not? Like, why isn't there space like that for me? Um, yeah, right right now, mate, I've still got, I've still got some kind of a lot of dust in the air and um one thing my therapist has taught me is that when you've got dust in the air and you know shit's not really settled yet like i'm still not over the anxiety of every time i go to visit that oncologist that my my fucking cancer's gonna have grown back or something like that you know and um so i'm a bit careful with goal setting but mostly focusing on self-development through um, just kind of getting it, getting a hold of my mental state. Um, that's, that's really important to me. Um, I've got some big fitness goals. I do want to, uh, get into bodybuilding and the men's physique kind of category, probably season A next year is my, um, is my aim. I just hooked up a sponsorship with, uh, Nexus Nutrition, which I'm absolutely frothing about. Um, so they're supporting me with that. Um, what else? I'm finishing off my remedial massage diploma. So throughout this whole fucking crisis, I've been studying my ass off to, to, to get qualified as a masseuse. Um, I've always just liked massage and I wanted to do, do chiropractic actually, but that's like five years at uni and too expensive, but yeah, man, just growing as a human and taking little baby steps forward. And, um, yeah, like I said, dust in the air. And I think it's a bit stupid to set huge goals while you're still just kind of trying to get through the day um and you are you know i do suffer clinical depression says my therapist so um until i've kind of sorted all that out long-term goals aren't such a smart idea i've i've heard but um yeah i think the goals i have in place are pretty awesome for now and uh yeah you put you took you put too much on the table you're never going to get any of it done so yeah, get myself, get my, get my rig fired up for, for a physique comp next year, finish off my studies, um, and mate, probably love a trip to Bali and, like you said, have a bit of cool <laughs> off time before um, before I get stuck into a full-time job anywhere. And, yeah. I mean, I'll be definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely but, on that but, yeah, but, yeah, trip to Bali, mate, come with me. <laughs> I, do, I do want to... Um, you know, share my story and we've, we've only had a limited time to talk today, but yeah, I have learned so fucking much, um, through my trauma that, you know, I guess I feel blessed to have gone through if I'm being frank, because I'm way wiser for it now. And, um, I feel like I do have probably some really good insight to share to people who, you know, might need it. And, um, mate, that's why I became a trainer so I could help people and, I'm no longer going to be a personal trainer because my voice is just a bit fucked and 
Um, I don't know if camps will come back and it's just, yeah, it's pretty hard going running your own business. As you know, it's a hustle, hustle, hustle. So yeah, definitely, man. I think it's just absolutely crazy to hear what you've overcame. Um, like, you know, just the motorcycle accident by itself, but then, you know, to face cancer, um, and not only that, just to see what you just said in terms of your goals and what you want to do um, in the future. Like, you want to get on stage and compete. Um, like, even that in itself, man. Like, I know people that haven't suffered this that can never do that. So, like, yeah. this is going to be one, like, serious story that I want to really get out there. And as I said, yeah. I want to keep Jeez, getting you on. And because um, there's just so much to talk about, man. Like, there's all the mental side of things um, that we haven't yeah. really dipped fully into. But... I just want to ask you, like, what, if you could end this, um, not end this, if you could just give one, like, solid message to anyone out there going through mental depression, um, suicide thoughts, um, addiction, whatever it may be, what, what do you think is your best piece of guidance to them or what do you think they should do? And I know there's no right or wrong answer, but what's your honest opinion? Yeah, it's so individual, isn't it? Like it's a hard question to answer because you don't want to get it wrong, but then any answer is right almost. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like the listeners, like, yeah, it's, I think they're going to take. Well, I think most, I think most of your listeners probably already go to the gym um, being the kind of fitness person you are. Um, Going to the gym has been my biggest, like that's my meditation. You know, I don't really like sitting on the beach with the fucking incense burning. Yeah. I like to, I like to put some heavy metal music on and squat heavy, you know, like that's, that's, that's what makes me feel fucking present. You know, you're not worrying about anything else while you got, you know, you're maxing out your bloody list. Um, yeah, I agree. But yeah, if you, if, if you can't do that forever though. So man, yeah, like I said earlier, just fucking go to the doctors and go see a proper psych where you can sit down for a solid hour, not, not get one little cookie cutter piece of advice from me. Um, my, my cookie cutter advice is reach out, you know, like maybe, maybe to a loved one, maybe to a friend, maybe to your barber, maybe to the doctor. Um, yeah, that's probably the best advice I can give. Lift heavy and go to the doctor. <laughs> always heavy. That's always in there. <laughs> yeah. <bro. laughs> no, I appreciate that, man. Um, could you give everyone your favorite quote or inspirational message or something like that? If you have one. Um, yeah, actually, you're putting me on my... I'm putting my, you on the spot. I do it to everyone. But um, if you can think of a favourite uh, quote or message, um, maybe that's got you through your dark days or um, whatever it may be, um, yeah, I'd love to hear it. Don't let a shit day make you think that you have a shit life. I like that, man. And that's so true because everyone has shit days, but... If you look at that and say, oh, well, then my life's shit, you know, everyone's life would be shit. So <laughs> that's very yeah. true, man. Um, no, through and through. Yeah, man. If you have a shit, if you have a shit year, it doesn't mean you have a shit life. <laughs> I like that even better. <laughs> if you have two shit years, it's all right. It's all good. Yeah. Things, 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 things pass. Look. I think, um, I think, uh, going, going back to your other fucking question just quickly, I think like people, people get like what I've noticed because I joined up a, a bunch of, groups about cancer and what do we take and how do we get through this and 
I think like fuck sometimes man you just got to go with the flow you know and 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 let time do its thing like kind of you know if you can take control of of a situation to the best of your ability go for it do what you can that feels right for you like when I was battling cancer I I tried so many different things that I didn't have to try but I feeling like I had some level of control gave me a sense of like I, I, I'm in some level of control, you know, and that was, that's super important to us to feel like we, we are, we are running our own lives. Um, but if you can't control it, fucking let it go. You know, don't hold on to that shit that like, if someone says something shit to you, like fucking whatever, yeah. it's something that, you know, they hold inside themselves. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, don't worry about Dream. it. And like coming from Jake, I don't think anyone's, you know, had a shit a few years than Jake has. So I'm pretty sure, no, I don't know, mate. Some people have had it pretty rough out there. Yeah, I find very yeah. my story is one of many, mate. I'm sure you're going to have many other guests on. This is an awesome little podcast you got going on. I've listened to quite a few episodes, and the world needs more of this shit, man. Just real talk and people opening up, and yeah, well, my, I dig it, bro. Good, good on you. Appreciate that, man. My goal is literally, I just want the listeners to hear your story, and I just want them to take something out of it. And that's literally the goal of this. And, man, I know they will. You wait for the feedback on this. Um, so I just want everyone out there that is listening, obviously, to, um, yeah, just if they want to reach out to you or if you recommend any places um, for them to go to or whatever it may be, um, do you want to leave, yeah. like, your socials or just any information regarding you and your services? Sure. Um, at the moment, I don't have any official services. I'm currently writing a book on personal development. Um, I got about halfway through and then I spilled water over my bloody computer and I've lost the file, but hopefully I can get it back. But that'll be out one day. So that's the service. Yeah. But um, nah, um, yeah, look, you can find me on Instagram. It's literally just my name, which is Jake O'Brien, um, J-A-K-E, not Jack, Jake um, J-A-K-E, O'Brien, O-B-R-I-E-N. Um, look, I do get a lot of messages about like, oh, I've got fucking this issue. And because I've, you know, I've been featured on um, a couple of cancer pages and stuff. And yeah, people have kind of reached out with all kinds of over the top questions that I'm not qualified to answer. But, you know, if anyone out there is listening and can resonate with anything that I've said, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Um, my DMs are absolutely always open. Um, and uh, yeah, just trying try to um, spread a good message through my Instagram and my captions and stuff, not trying to just be fake online. I think there's so much shit out there that we fucking in, take in that's just bullshit, you yeah. know, and yeah. So yeah, Jake O'Brien at Instagram. I'm not on any other platforms. I keep my Facebook for my family and friends and um, yeah, that's it, mate. I prob that probably wraps us up for half an hour, doesn't it? Yeah, man. No, I appreciate that. As I said, I definitely want to get you back on. Um, yeah, I could talk all day, mate. Yeah, but we like to keep it short and sharp and then the list one. Yeah. You know, we might do a questionnaire and um, get the listeners to ask questions on the next one. Yes, wait. Sounds good. A questionnaire and I'll, um, I'll, I'll come up with some responses. 100%. But I just want to say, um, everyone out there, Jake will respond to you. Um, we've had a couple of phone calls. Um, I can tell he's genuine. His posts are real. His captions are spot on. Um, it's something that I really stand for. Um, no bullshit, no fakeness here. So he has you know, live this life that he's told today. So if you do want to reach out to him, please go give him a, um, a follow and, um, you know, even pay yeah. to him because, um, yeah, he's one hell of a man. 
Thanks, Jax. That means a lot, mate. And, um, by the way, I love what you've been doing. I love your little change. Your change up lately has been really cool, man. You keep that. I up. appreciate that, man. And um, I honestly can't wait to drop this and hear the reviews. Beauty. You have a beautiful afternoon, mate. Thanks for having Thanks for coming on board, Jake. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, cheers, guys. If you got this far, legends, take it easy. Thanks.